Welcome back, all you freedom fighters. Welcome back to another great episode of Freedom Empowered. You're here with myself, Mason, and my counterpart, Nick. Say hi, Nick. What's up, everybody? Yeah, it's going to be another great episode. In case you guys haven't noticed, we've been uh, adding in some news articles in our most recent episodes. And the reason why we do that is because... I think that staying up to date on current events and just learning current knowledge is definitely important to your overall just knowledge and the decisions that you're going to make in your life. So that's why usually there's one that's business related or some that might be politics, might not be. And then some stuff that's just interesting because learning is supposed to be fun and that's what we do here. So we're going to have the same again today couple of good articles and we're going to keep doing it for pretty much every episode if there's nothing good in the news we won't do it but when there is we'll go ahead and talk about it because i think one of the issues is with modern news is whether it's leaning on a particular side or just that their goal is to make money so they're going to just talk about the hot topics and if you watch different news agencies they all talk about basically the same thing so you don't actually get an in-depth analysis of what's going on or what's going on in this article. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some articles we think are important to freedom empowered and to you achieving your goals. And then we'll give a little analysis from our point of view on how it affects uh, our lives. And then from there, then we go into our free thinking section where we uh, do a little bit of preaching. But... Yeah, that's what we do, and if it's your first time listening, thanks for tuning in, and I think this is going to be a very good episode for all of us. Why don't you start us off, Nick, with our first uh, current event? All right, so the first article I read, I believe I saw it on The Hustle, and uh, the story is one in three workers in the in the labor force are free, are doing freelance work, or they did freelance work last year. So that's pretty cool stuff. Miss and I love freelance workers, freelance jobs, just because it's you're controlling your own life, basically. You decide who you work with, when you want to work. It's a one-man business, basically. I guess maybe the interesting part to that would be it's awesome that people are becoming more freelancer, but also with that, with the increase of smaller businesses and more people doing freelance work, maybe the opportunity for regular employment is decreasing. Do you think that that's a possibility that as, I mean, I think it is, I think that as more people become freelancers, then, you know, the possibility for regular employment might decrease and you might find yourself in the future, not right now, but if you're a person that's, you know, just starting their career, you might find yourself in 20 years, 10 years, unable to find a job because the market has moved completely to freelancing. I don't know. Something to think about. Well, yeah. Well, so the amount of people who are doing freelance is growing. It grew from the year before and just the one in third just last year. And supposedly it's supposed to keep growing and a majority of the Workforce is going to be freelancing. 
so yeah it, like you said it it probably will take a toll on the like the employer employee right and you also have to think about so I don't know if you guys have heard this statistic, but I heard it more than once in my life that in the next 20 years, 75% of the jobs that are going to exist, we that they don't exist today. So that means two things. One, that who knows what the future holds in store, but two, that a lot of jobs, 75% of jobs that exist today are going to cease to exist. So, I mean, it goes to that back to that model where we've talked about it in the past. You used to be able to uh, just start a job and play it out for 20 years, get your pension, retire. But now, you know, we live in a more dynamic world where things are constantly changing. The job that you have today might no longer exist, especially if it's a lower level job. And by lower level, I don't mean pay. I don't mean status. I just mean physical per se or some sort of job that is easily automated and who knows what they're capable of creating when it comes to automation you know a lot of you guys that work at a uh, more physically focused job might look at elon musk as the enemy because he's out there creating insane technology but it's the truth if you're working a job that uh, could be easily automated i would say in the next 20 years to expect that they found a way to automate it so it's something to think about. It's something to really think about that in today's day and age, you have to plan ahead. You have to say, well, this is what I'm doing now, but I have to think about the next step. What happens when I can't do this anymore? Freelance. Go do your, and plus there's so many positives to freelancing. I mean. Well, well, like the thing I like about it is like, you get to do what you want to do basically. Or like, if you have something that you really enjoy and it's a skill you're good at, you could just charge one person. It's just a private contract, basically. Right. They pay you to do something, and you're in your own, you're your own. Right. Boss. You get to more. You get to have a more specific uh, job description, which is something we'll talk about later. But it's true. You know. You know. It's no longer the times where you're like, oh, I like this field. Right. So you pick a field that you like. So maybe part of your job is something that you love, but, you know, maybe 40, 50 percent of your job is not what you enjoy doing, but it's something that you have to do in order to keep the job that you're doing and to enjoy the other 50 percent of your job, you know. But with freelancing, you can just do the job that you love and you don't have to worry about the, the parts that you don't like. You know what I mean? Trying to think of an example of um, of something that, you know, like what's a good example? So I, I would say just, I don't know, I'd use the generic, like having to report to your boss. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's totally true. You don't have to report to a boss. Yeah. It's interesting. Or, or like being told or which projects I could, you have to or work I could, on. I could, I could talk about it in like, the military, or, I mean, it ties into any job, but military, uh, police, fire, you know what I mean? So you pick a job that you love, and you're doing the job that you love for like five, ten years, where you're out on the streets being a, a beat cop, that you're uh, interacting with the community, doing what you love. You're a firefighter, you're out there putting out fires, you're in the military, you're in the field training, 
But then after 10 years, after, you know, a couple of promotions, now you're just the manager and you're the guy who's pushing paper for the people that are below you. And only every once in a while do you get to uh, actually get out there and do the job that you signed up for, you know, but you picked a career path where you're not your own boss. And now you don't get to say, well, no, I like doing this. You know, you have to promote. And if you want to keep your job, you're going to have to continue to promote and uh, take a more managerial focus. But if you're your own boss, then you can just keep doing what you love over and over and over again. It's interesting. Yeah. Like I said, Mason, I love freelance work. That's why I chose this article. (laughs) Freelancing. I don't know. So for me, my big thing about it is like... I. I, you could just start thinking of examples. It's just so so easy. Basically, uh, you work for a graphic design company. You don't have to just only work for them. You could on the side. I don't know. There's a, tons of freelance websites. The first one that comes to mind is Fiverr. You could put on Fiverr. I can make a lo- logo for you or whatever. I know Mason and I have used it for logos for our shows. For a show and other stuff. Right. So, like, you could charge someone 80 bucks for one logo. Right. And that's that goes into it. Uh, what I wanted to talk about is, you know, how many people have the ability to become freelance, but they don't have the confidence to go there. And I think, you know, freelancing, side hustle, same thing, you know. Let's say you're good with computers and you're just, you're really good with computers. You're not just like, Hey, I know how to use Excel, but you, you have some skills. And what you do is you go and help your friends and your family, uh, fix their computers or whatnot on the side, but you don't have the confidence to think that you can make money from it. But what if you could go out there and make a side business using those skills? You know what I mean? So I think that, um, to give a little bit of advice here, I think a lot of people might have the skills necessary to be successful at a side hustle or a side business, but they just don't have the confidence to realize that they do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's you know, I mean, it, it's I mean, it, that's kind of the the focal point of whenever we're talking about side hustles is what's the difference between a side hustle and a hobby? The fact that you realize that your skills are good enough to actually provide a monetary value from it. So you Monetize so you're no longer just doing something you like for fun on the side, but now you're it's becoming kind of a job for you where you're actually producing something, you're actually making money from it. So, you know, a lot of people are doing it. A job you enjoy. Yeah, a lot of people are doing it. You can too. Uh second article. This one's interesting. Some of you guys, if you guys uh, surf the news, probably have heard of it, but we thought we'd touch on it. So apparently the Air Force is buying a coffee cup for its soldiers, its airmen, to be precise, that costs $1,300, $1,300 for a coffee cup. How, you might ask, seems a little bit excessive. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later, but a little more facts about it. In the past three years, 
It's just as one squadron, one unit, has tallied up a $56,000 bill for coffee cups. The coffee cups used to be sold for $900 a piece, but in the past two years rose to $1,300. All right, so before we move farther, can you explain what these coffee cups are? Are there like drips of gold in them? <laughs> no, they're basically thermoses. So, But what's so special about the thermos? Is it magnetic so it doesn't spill? No, or? no. So I will, I, will, I will tell you this. What they've done, and this is by design, it's like Apple. You know, Apple will, they'll, what they're making their money off of is they're selling, they give you a new phone and they change the plug. They change the ports. So you have to buy a new charger and the chargers break. So you have to, you know, continually buy new chargers and get all these adaptations to use your old technology with your Apple equipment. That's basically what they've done is this company has created a thermos that plugs into a airplane, but not just into the plugs in the airplane, into a specific plug that is only on airplanes. So they have to have this special plug and they have to buy this special coffee mug to use it in this plug on the airplane. And for I know I get what you're saying, but why do you need a thermos that plugs in? You don't. I mean, so so now we're getting into the the weeds of it. So let me let me first say that they also break really easily. So you know, just like Apple, they've designed one that is super fragile when it's a thermos, so it should not break. But they break really easily. But that that goes into um, I guess we'll go into my second takeaway first here because you keep pushing it. It's let's put on the tinfoil hat because that's what we're talking about. Here. You know, I don't know, man. You're saying, why do they need it? Well, maybe it's because there's a government contract for it. And um, that's what the government does, man. They, they, it's not their money. And I don't, I don't blame them for it. It's basic psychology. When it's not your money, you don't care about it, right? You know? When I was a kid, I'm guilty of it. When you're a kid, you don't care about your parents' money because you don't know how hard they work to get it. When it's not your money, you don't care. And that's the more that's the more innocent version of it. But the 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 the, the more conspiracy theory side of it is that politicians are making money off these government contracts that they allow these companies to have with our def- that they basically order. Uh our defense department to have with these companies and therefore saying like, you can only buy coffee mugs from this company. And you know, that's the way it was, but you know, the air force is taking the heat for it. But yeah, I mean, on a, on another note, I was watching a, uh, a little clip. It was a congressman talking about the government and he goes in and explains how, much money is actually wasted. There's so if you guys don't know what a lot of times the Congress will do is they'll have a bill like a big bill that's going to pass, whether it's health care, taxes, whatever. And then they'll slip into like the middle of it, like a couple pages of documents for something totally different. But they just toss it in there and hope no one sees it. And then it ends up getting passed. So, for instance, Congressman was talking about there was seven billion dollars allocated to study the sexual nature 
of a Japanese bird. And you wonder, okay, first of all, how's that related at all to the tax plan? Because I'm pretty sure this got passed with the most recent tax plan. Uh, how's that related at all? It's not. But, you know, and, and this congressman was talking and he said he called out, he rose his hand and said, hey, like, can we not, uh, can we not confront this idea here that you're trying to also sign off on $7 billion for uh, research in the Japanese birds? And then it was the, uh, the Speaker of the House said, Oh, that's just chump change. It doesn't matter. Can we? We're not going to waste our time. We ought to. We got to go to lunch. We're not going to waste our time talking about uh, small, small amounts of money. I don't know. I don't know. There's just a lot wrong with that. First of all, that's not a small amount of money. Second of all, it's the people's money. It's not your money. How are you going to allow it? And then, the, and then it gets me to thinking. Well, it's probably just some congressman's kid is doing some science project at some Ivy League school and he just said, hey, dad, can you like get this pass so I can go to Japan and uh, research birds? But I also need seven billion dollars. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that's just stupid. Yeah. It's a little bit crazy. But the, go- the, the government wastes tons of money on lots of things. They're like a badly run business that can't go out of business right because they don't have to worry about making a profit because this is the thing if you're a normal business and you're not seeing profits and you're failing your business goes you business fails but when you're the government if you need more money you just raise taxes or you just take out a loan you do whatever you like they don't care they don't care at all and it's not, it's not to be entirely pessimistic because, you know, I always talk about ownership and uh, taking responsibility. And you know whose fault it is? It's our fault for not holding them accountable. I don't know. It's interesting. They have, uh, and to go along with this, this article in particular, uh, the second point I wanted to bring up was, what do we gauge our military potential on what do we gauge our like uh defense capabilities on we primarily gauge it on defense spending you know you hear a bunch of people say well you know america can't be beat in a war because we spend 10 times more money on our national defense than the next 10 people combined or whatever you know what I mean? We spend $700 billion a year on defense, whereas Russia spends $60 billion. But, the, but then you have to ask yourself the question, okay, well, if we're spending $1,000 on coffee mugs, and for another thing is they have a tripod, it's like a camera tripod, regular, nothing special, $75,000. So if we're going to spend seventy-five dollars per tripod that can be made for 20 bucks. Or is the fact that we're spending more money really dictating the fact that we're going to be more successful in a war? Or are we just wasting money on government contracts? I don't know. Yeah, well, like, Russia's, Russia spends a lot of money on defense, and, like, they don't feed their people. You know what I mean? Right. And, and we're, do, we're, we're destroying them in defense spending. But if we're spending all our money... And and we can see what we're spending it on, too. Right, and if we're just... We probably spend just the same amount 
on stupid shit as probably the next country or maybe like a country in like the top five or ten. Right. That th- that they're spending in total. Right, but if we're just but here's the thing though, that's what I just said. If we're yeah, we might be spending more money, but if we're just wasting our money on bloated government contracts, you know, are we actually being more productive or are we just paying more for the same product? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Who knows? But as always, I say before you can go out and complain about others, you have to fix yourself. So that'll lead us right into our free thinking section where we're going to look internally and talk a little bit about having specific goals and intentional actions. And what do those two words mean? Specific and intent. They're very important when you're talking about, uh, you know, creating your goals and creating a life that you want to live. Why? Why is that? Well, when it comes to specific, you have to ask yourself, what type of life do you want to live? Even if you, and this is different than just knowing what you want to do, what makes you happy. Let's say you figure out what you want to do, the job you want to do. All right, but what about everything else in your life? If you put 90% of your time into one thing because you have a very specific goal, you have a very specific thing you want to do, all right, but everything else in your life is probably going to suffer a little bit. You know, if you want to be the world's best skier, you might not have the time or the money to raise a family and go to school. So you're going to have to make sacrifices. And I think that's the crux of the argument is the more specific your goals are, the more of a unique life you want to live, the more sacrifices you're going to have to make and the less well-rounded your life is going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the best way I can explain it is the way you plan it. The way you plan to get your stuff done and and how you want to reach your goals and exactly what you're looking right. for. And I, I'm personally, I'm a huge supporter of having a one-of-a-kind life. I mean, you look at uh, Alex Hanold, who, if you guys don't know who he is, arguably the world's best rock climber, famous for scaling El Capitan in Yosemite with no ropes. And he's actually uh, just has a new movie coming out called Free Solo. Look into him. He's a unique and amazing guy. But, you know, he's doing what he loves. But he also lacks a well-rounded life. Now he's a little more well-rounded, but when he first started out, he wasn't. And, I mean, he was like 16, ran away from home, stole his parents' van, and rock climbed Yosemite for like the next seven years before he got good enough to become famous for it. You know, that's not well-rounded. That's unique. And he has a skill now that no one else in the world has. But I think a lot. And that's how to steal a van. Right. right? He knows how to steal a van too. But I think a lot of people look at him and they go, all right, well, 
or they look at their own lives and they're trying to think about money because they'll say, well, you know, Alex Handled has a couple million dollars now, you know. And if your goal is the money, then you have it wrong because it might be true. He might have money, but he was he didn't do what he did for money. He didn't say, well, I'm going to go run away and start rock climbing because I want money. And he also would still be doing what he does if he lost all his money. So it's just, it's, it's just an interesting way to think about your life and your dreams and your passions. The ends, the, uh, the, the means to the end, it can't be money, you know? You have to have a dream. You have to have a passion and what you want to do. It has to be something that you would be willing to do with no money. If that's the life you want to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Hey, are you willing to sacrifice some aspects of your life to get to where you want to go? Or would you rather be a well-rounded, have a well-rounded life? Like most people do have a family, a job, relaxation time, and just be comfortable. But as like our listeners know, you and I aren't huge fans of comfort. Comfort's the enemy. Right. I completely agree. I'd rather have a specific life, but then you have to think about what does it take to have a specific life. Once Once you've thought about it and you know that you want to have a very specific life, a unique life with uh, uh, interesting goals, what's the next step? That's where the intent comes in. And specificity and intent are directly related. You know how? Because if you just want to be well-rounded, you may not need as much intent. If your goal is simply to have a good job, raise a family, do as good as you can, be comfortable, you don't need intent. You have a little discipline, you can work hard, go to college, set yourself up for success within the confines of the system that is provided for you. And you're almost guaranteed to come out where you want to come out. You're going to have a comfortable life. But if you have specific goals, they're probably not going to be in line with normal society standards. And you're going to need to have and take huge actions to get there. You know, you look at uh, Travis Rice, who's arguably the best snowboarder in the world, and, you know, he didn't just get where he's at because he just snowboarded on vacation and expected to just get good. You have to intentionally snowboard more than the average person, and that goes for anything you want to do. If you want to be unique and have to do something that's outside of the subjects that the local college teaches, you're going to have to take intentional action to get there. You know, for Travis Rice, he's a freestyle snowboarder, which means that he takes helicopter rides out there onto uh, untouched terrain. And uh, so even within the snowboarding community, he's unique. He intentionally had to go out there and not just go to the local mountain and go to established mountains and practice his snowboarding, but he had to find a way to get out into the tundra, get out there to untouched terrain and uh, go snowboard mountains that never had been snowboarded before. 
you know, so that's even he had to have the intent just to snowboard every day and then even more to find a way to go snowboard things that have never been snowboarded before. That's a lot of intent. And, and, you know, it seems exciting now, but when you're out there being the first, being unique and doing something that no one's done before, it can be a little nerve wracking. Like for him, his big breakthrough was in Mammoth Mountain where he did the first 800 on a snowboard. You know, he drove 18 hours when he was like 16 years old uh, to get there. And he and he won. And that's what put him on on the on the map in the snowboarding community. But uh, how much intent did he have to do to get out out there? You know, how many how, how much lunch money did he have to save up to pay for the trip out there to risk it all in a snowboarding competition that he's never done been in before? You know? There's a lot more going into it than just knowing what you want. You have to take intentional actions in your life as a whole in order to set yourself up to achieve a goal that's extremely specific. You know? Yeah, well, like, the system that we live in now is is built to make just well-rounded individuals. That's basically, like, a majority of people, like, they grow up with the same mindset of yes you're productive members of society but you're doing basically what you're told almost. right i mean everyone has that same right i mean that's and it's up. it's not it's not people's fault the goal of the national this is, let me let me catch you into a little secret it's not a conspiracy the goal of our national system is to get as many citizens to be productive members of society as they can. You know, that's their goal. They want as many people that are born in this massive society to have a decent work ethic, to go to school, to socialize with the people around them, and to have, uh, you know, social connections, social intelligence, books intelligence, to be able to get a stable job, and live a lifestyle that is, you know, productive member of society and uh, comfortable. And then you retire and wait till you die. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's something you can hang your hat on. That If you are adding more to society than you're taking away, you should be happy. You're productive. You're something to hang your hat on. But for those of you out there who either want more or just have a desire that's unique and you want to live a specific lifestyle that's not in line with the majors offered at your local college, you're going to have to do it on your own. You're going to have to go outside the system to get there. You know, you're going to have to be proactive, have intent in every action that you take and uh, push yourself along this unconventional path. Because you're not going to have the system's not going to be there to protect you. Yeah, the the system likes to make them, but doesn't like to uh, protect them. Yeah, and then the and then this is another thing: the more you stray outside of the system, the more that you you know follow this unique goal, the less you're going to be able to come back. You know, think about it: if you spend ten years trying to be a musician, uh, and you forego college, you forego. Uh, job experience and human work connections and you fail it's going to be that much harder to you to 
rejoin the the community. You know, it's gonna be that you're gonna be at a disadvantage. Let's say you you try to be a musician for ten years, then it fails. So you just go out there and try to get a regular job. You know, you're gonna have ten less years of job experience. How how you're gonna start off from square one? So it's 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 an interesting concept because I'm I'm a hundred percent an advocate for living a unique life and doing something that's original because that's what I want to do. But, you know, if you have a goal like that, that, that specific, you better bust your ass on overtime to be successful because you're out there on your own. You don't have, you know, you don't have all the systems in place to help you be successful. Like the average person does that chooses just to go to college, get a job and work within the community that uh, is set up for us. Yeah, well, yeah. If you're doing something specific, you gotta work extra hard. But th- that's the that's the whole thing we've always said. Doing something on your own, doing something you want to do, you're gonna have to work hard in order to be able to do that to reach your goal. Right. And obviously, I guess you're not doing what's part of the system, but. If you think about it, everyone who's part of the system, they're, it's a large majority of people. The people who do something different, who go for a specific goal, who have an intent to be successful or whatever it is, they're the ones that, that we talk about on the show. Right. No, yeah. That's... Like Alex Handold, Travis Rice. Right. Elon Musk. They're they're all the same. They didn't stick with the system. They didn't just do what they were told to do. No, I completely agree. It's that's what it's all about. It's getting out there and doing something unique. But what do you have to do? You have to accept the risk that comes with it. You have to accept the risk of going off the beaten path. You know, the road's not the road's not paved on your unique path. You know, there's a lot more dangers, a lot more risk, a lot more chances for failure when you go off-roading. But it can also be way more fun, way more rewarding. And you might find yourself at a place that no one's ever found themselves before. And if that excites me, you know, when I was a kid, just I've always liked to explore and go hiking and stuff. And it's like, I want to go to a place where no one's ever been before, you know? Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere that no one's ever been in before? The ocean somewhere. I mean, on land, possibly. I know I was reading something about there's this island in over by Africa, I think, where uh, there's like a tribe that lives there. And every time someone tries to go to the island, they've either been killed or now they've like had like modern day ships go there and they just shoot a bunch of arrows at them. So... They've just decided to just leave them alone. So, yeah, no one's been there. I guess no one in modern world has been there. It's just a tribe of people that choose to live by themselves on this island and won't let anyone come near. I wonder what they think. I wonder if they think, like, who we are, just like the devil. It's just like, oh, there's the the devils coming with all their iron ships. Let's throw spears at them. And lucky that we don't just... <laughs> take over i don't know it's interesting what if what if like we just like had a ship and then like obviously we had like armor on or whatever so like they couldn't kill us with their arrows 
and we just dropped off like a bunch of like in and out burgers. <laughs> <laughs> and then just left. Yeah, and then they're just like, Oh, that's now now that's that's the angel coming for us. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know. It's intriguing. It's intriguing to me, like those different societies, how different societies are built, you know? Uh yeah. Like in Africa, they still have tribes there that will one of the one of them that really interests me is there's a tribe that will they they create houses on top of like five hundred foot trees or whatever and they just climb up and like build little houses up there and you just see like babies just like sitting on the edge of like a five hundred foot cliff and it's just like what what a different lifestyle that they're living. So much different from what we're living. But do you think that they have issues with like depression and, uh, you know, complacency there? I don't know. Or do they love what they're doing? It kind of goes back to like the Native American days. You know, is modernization always a good thing? I think it is for the masses, but for individuals, I don't know. I don't know. And that's that's the way that's what kind of what we're talking about here is, you know, living a stable life and working within the system and getting an education and uh, getting a good job. It's a positive thing for sure. And for a lot of people, it's better than they can ever hope to imagine. But I know there's some of you out there like me and Nick who want something more or not even more, just different. You know, I don't want to just work for the rest of my life and then retire and uh, do whatever old retired people do. No, I want to live a unique life. Hopefully I live such a crazy life that I don't make it to retirement age. We'll see though. Yeah. That's not my plan. I don't know. Uh, an exciting life is just, it's just that it's exciting. It's whatever you want it to be. But yeah. And you just have to, that was basically the point of this whole free thinking section is we've talked a lot about living a unique life, but we didn't talk about, you know, what are some of the sacrifices you're going to have to make to get there? You know, you're going to have to be specific. You're, if you're going to have to have intent. You're going to have to take actions today that it might not seem like they're headed in the direction of achieving your, your goal, but they are. So it's time to start planning now. It's time to start making moves now to have the life you want to have 10 years from now. But yeah, that's all I got. You have anything else, Nick? No. All right. Yeah, guys, I hope you learned a little bit. I hope you're enjoying our current events. Uh, Talk about some interesting stuff. If you're trying to get more involved, as always, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Send us a direct message. Or just get involved in our in our Facebook group so we can continue to be unique and specific as a community. But uh, thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.